I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Chris Diamond. On this episode of The Denfos Way, we dive deep into what it takes to build a successful podcast while in the military and some of the ins and outs of what you need to know before you even get started. And probably the most important question to some of you, does my unit even need a podcast? My guest today is Miss Stephanie Hatcher, the team lead for the Public Affairs Distance Learning Course at Denfos and the leading most expert at the schoolhouse when it comes to podcasting. Let's get into it. Chris, do you know what happened in 2013? I have no clue. A podcast dropped by the name of Serial. <laughs> mm. So up until this point, podcasting, I'd heard of it, but I wasn't really interested. Um, and then I started to come to work on Monday mornings, and everyone was talking about this podcast they were listening to on the way to work about this murder mystery case that was, you know, 20 years old here in Baltimore. Because, you know, we're in Maryland, so we had the local tie. Um and I just wanted to be a part of the conversation. I heard everyone talking about it and enjoying it, and I just wanted to, to be a part. So I said, okay, let me download this serial podcast and see what's up. It was about four episodes in, and I just binged them. I was hooked. I started listening to the first one, and I didn't stop until I was done. And I could not wait to get to work the next day and talk to everybody about my thoughts, what was happening. Um, I was just – I was floored. I was I was blown away. So serial for me was, was podcast zero. And that really opened the door for me for – the brilliant, wonderful, wide, diverse world that is podcasting. Um, I took a deep dive into seeing what other stories were being told through this medium, and I just fell in love. So um, almost immediately I thought, why aren't we doing this in the military? You know, this is a great medium, and we should be using it. So I, I just started parlaying my love of podcasts. I started looking into it more, understanding how they were made and is it possible for military folks to make them? And that eventually led me to creating um, a seminar for instructors here called Your Unit Needs a Podcast. And that brings me here today, honestly. First of all, welcome to the show today. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> the inaugural episode of The Denfos Way. Whatever meaning you take with that right now, we're going to change that through a series of episodes because The Denfos Way isn't going to mean what it always has in the past because... We're trying to make the Denfos way the way of the future, and that's the real goal here. But yeah, Steph, I mean, it wasn't not too long ago when Denfos didn't have a podcast, didn't have the equipment to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people out there are currently dealing with the same thing we are right mm -hmm. now, is does my unit need a podcast and how do I do it if we do? And I mean, the thing we've been talking about, do we really need one? Yeah. That's a great question. That's the question I think, uh, you know, you should ask yourself. Because, of course, we all want to do one, right? If you're even thinking about podcasts, you know how cool they are and how fun they can be. And I think everybody wants to do a podcast. That's just my, you know, I, I just believe that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, but that is the great question is do we need a podcast? And there are, unfortunately, um, some situations where the answer is no. As much as I love podcasts and podcasting, uh, not everyone needs one, surprisingly. Yeah, you know, I, I recently turned 35, so I had a choice in life. Either I had made a podcast or I smoked meat, and um, <laughs> I chose the podcast. I think that's the right approach here, and that's what we're going with. So that was my major factor. Mm -hmm. No, uh, but... I, I appreciate that a sports car wasn't part of this equation. <laughs> I couldn't afford that part. <laughs> so it's beef jerky or podcast, I get Beef it. jerky or podcast. I think that's, that's the question you have to ask yourself before you even get started. I'm sure your friends and family are so grateful you chose podcast. <laughs> I don't know which one would be more expensive, honestly, at this point. But. I can tell you. Which one would be more tasty? The podcast. Of Anyways. <laughs> so we recently went through the process. Um, you kind of inspired me with this, and that's why I wanted to have you on the first episode, because mm -hmm. I seen you did oh, this lunchtime seminar about does your unit need a podcast? And I read the books you suggested and everything. Mm -hmm. And I too went with that and I was like, our unit needs a podcast. As a communicator in the military, 
every unit should have one of these that has any kind of communication plan. Mm -hmm. And going into that, we started going more into details. And I started, you know, I went down a whole rabbit hole, like a month straight. All I did was look into podcast stuff. And I was like looking at this, that, that, that. And it just blew my mind how easy yet hard it is, Mm -hmm. how little resources you can actually put out a podcast with. Yeah. Like literally anyone can do it. If you have a, if you have a phone, you can do a podcast. I mean, it's that simple. And yet just because you have a podcast doesn't mean you have a successful podcast. So anyone can do it, but not everyone can be successful. And so I think that's your goal here is to try to help military podcasters produce podcasts that are successful also understanding what successful looks like. I mean, we're not talking about 80 million downloads like Serial. We're talking, you know, what that looks like for your organization specifically. Exactly. We're going to get all into this kind of stuff today. It's it's going to be a massive just rabbit hole we're going down today. I just want <laughs> Turning on the fire hose. Yeah. Fire hose turned on today. Hope you have a long drive. Looking. I hope you're looking forward to a long drive because this is going to be a longer episode and what we went through and what you should expect to go through when trying to make a podcast. So first and foremost, Steph, I mean... I had to talk to the commander. That's the first thing you have to do is you have to buy in from your commander. You know, I'm going to actually contradict you here, and I hate to do that, Chris, because you are one of the most uh, brilliant people I know. You are super well-versed in podcasting. But I think the first thing that you have to do, actually, is come up with a good idea and do your research before you talk to your commander because you're not going to get that buy-in that you need if you're not coming with the facts. You know what I mean? If you're not coming with a plan. So I think the first thing you have to do is make your plan and then go to your commander. Yeah. So you're absolutely right, though. I mean, I came in with that passion and that plan. I looked at everything I could possibly look at, mm-hmm. what success looks like for podcasts like this, because there's some out there. I mean, the Air Force does a really good job with the Air Force News podcast. Mm-hmm. And the SOCOM unit for the Army does a really good one also. And even, I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah. So I had to base it off of what I seen success as, look for the right equipment for what professionals use, mm-hmm. seeing what equipment could be used in our environment that could be taken to other places, and realistically develop almost a curriculum around it. Yeah. We had to teach people to be successful at it and follow a map to be successful again mm-hmm. and again and again. Mm-hmm. And that's what it started with. So a lot of hours of research, and because research is the number one thing you got to do in podcasting, oh. I learned. I'm going to research is the number one thing you have to do in public affairs. (laughs) That's a fair statement completely. Mm -hmm. I mean, research, 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 research what you need, research what your base is, what your audience is. And because even I think I got my audience wrong initially, I mean, because I was looking at new students going through here. But new students are just getting the foundation of understanding what public affairs is. Mm -hmm. I think this podcast is for anyone looking to improve themselves. And it's just not for students. It's for everybody out there. Yeah, I would say for for people who are lifelong students, and hopefully most of the people in our career field are lifelong students, because um, the media landscape and the information environment is constantly changing. There are new trends, you know, new platforms popping up. You have to stay on top of that. You have to always be willing to um, be open to new ideas, new ways of doing things. You have to be a learner. And so I think, you know, your instinct was that this podcast can be a great teaching tool. Yeah. At, just not for initial students, for people who've been doing this for, for a minute. Even still, I was wrong. It was just, it's for anyone who just has that learner instinct. I mm-hmm. want to improve. I want to make my unit a little bit better. I have the capability. How do I use that capability? Mm-hmm. Focus on research, find out your audiences and public affairs. You always do this. You always do this. But then I started looking at the amount of resource you need to do this because we make videos, we take mm-hmm. photos, we do all these other things and podcasts, immediately found its calling with me because I'm a previous DJ at an AFN, Mm -hmm. and I know how much easier it is to edit audio, 
I know how important it is to edit audio. Mm -hmm. And lastly, I know about the amount of memory it takes to ship audio places. And that's a big deal. So how much memory is it? It's about a megabyte a minute. And if you remember this from back in the day, if you are an older person like myself, Stephanie, you won't remember. You're not old enough for this. <laughs> but CDs used to have about 60 megabytes on them. Oh, so yeah. you had 60 minutes of songs. Mm -hmm. This is the same thing. I could put an hour's worth of podcast on a CD. Wow. That's an that's a old school CD because I'm pretty sure they got bigger since then. So for somebody who doesn't have a broadcast background and you say one megabyte a minute, um, what does that mean as far as you know the, the layperson? Is that a lot? It's realistically, it's absolutely tiny oh. compared to a video because I think I think an average. So for an hour long podcast, you're looking at sixty megabytes mm -hmm. for an hour long video, and depending on the quality you need, you're looking from anywhere from two gigabytes to two hundred gigabytes. Realistically, I mean, wow, it's exponential. So what you're saying is podcasting is more efficient than video. For resource-wise, I yeah. believe so. And not only that, but the amount of time it takes to make a podcast mm -hmm. and go through and do the product and go through and edit it, do whatever else you need to do, it's significantly faster because to edit an hour-long video, you're looking at days. Yeah. Days. Yeah. With this, I can edit this in an hour. Nice. I'm pretty good, though. So, I mean, <laughs> three hours is pretty good, though, I think. Yeah. And, and that's where the resource came in. And I think with what most people are dealing with right now is that constraint that constraint on, I have to make a product, mm -hmm. but how do I make a product that still shows that, that authentic voice that people have, that authenticity and that branding that people have and need for the listener? And I think this is the way. And I think as the future goes on, that authenticity is going to be the biggest part of a unit. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be how well I can write anymore because I've seen AI write paperwork already. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I know. So. <laughs> And as we're moving forward, technology is going to change. So the human voice, that transparency, that emotion, yeah. the human is going to be what people look for in that brand of human. You know what? Um, we've seen this before, actually, historically. When, you're, when you were talking about this, I immediately thought about the fireside chats with Roosevelt. Um, and before radio, before the fire, fireside chats, um, the president was always a public official who was held at a remove from the audience. The only way you could see the president talk was to go to an event where the president was. So for people in, you know, California or on the other side of the country who couldn't, you know, get on a train and come over to DC to see the president, um, he was very impersonal. And then the fireside chats were revolutionary because it was like the president was talking directly to you in your living room. You know, he was sitting next to his fireplace. And so I've always kind of thought of podcasting as a similar um, way to bring that intimacy yeah. back into people's lives. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, instead of a president, we have a commander or, you know, a senior leader who needs to get some information out and wants to talk directly to the troops. Well, here's a medium you could use that um, that can get you kind of one-on-one. -on -one. Exactly. I, I think that's important. I mean, we have other great products at Denfos, like Denfos Live. You can request training. You can go to Denfos Pavilion. You can do all these other things. But at the same time, you know you're getting a on-the-stage kind of presentation. Yeah, very with, rehearsed. Very. And with this, I think you can get in-depth and actually see that intimate side of a conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think everyone should go for. I have, believe, I mean, it goes factual, humor, emotional, and intimate. And I think the only way to hit that intimate level, much like the photo hierarchy with speaking, is the same way. You have to sit down. You got to put in the time for it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, And that goes into the research, though, is how well do you know the person coming in? Mm -hmm. And well, let's rewind real quick before we do that is going to that research and going to your commander and knowing what your unit's mission is, is really important too. 
Yeah, 100%. Because I and I had a lot of talks about this, actually, because a lot of people are going to come up to you and if you're trying to make one and they're going to be, they're going to have great ideas. Mm-hmm. By all means, they will have great ideas about what it should be and everything. And this is one of those times where you have to focus on what your mission statement is. What are you yes. trying to do? What is your goal? And with me, I wanted this to be an educational podcast. Well, that makes sense because Tinfos is a schoolhouse, right? So, exactly. yeah, absolutely. That's pretty. That's pretty defensible. Um, and I think you're absolutely right. Um, I myself have come up with a million ideas for fun podcasts that are fun and entertaining, but the majority of these ideas that I've come up with would not support my commands lines of effort. So it wouldn't be worth my command's time to give me the resources, including, you know, work time, work hours to, to work on these podcasts. So, um, when we're talking, going back to, does your unit need a podcast? That's one of the things that you have to look at is how will this podcast support or advance my unit's lines of effort? Um, and I think that's probably going to be the hardest part for a lot of folks who want to start a podcast is making those connections and yeah. then getting that buy-in from their command. And the only way you're going to get that buy-in is if you make those connections for them. You know, you have to think of, of podcasting as a tool, just like any other communication tool that you have in your tool belt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be like a, like a key leader engagement, a media interview, um, a town hall. These are all communication tools. And the podcast is a tool that should be used to advance your organization's mission. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's really easy for us to look at things like working at like an AFN or Mm -hmm. like from a public affairs side of things, but we have to understand that people who want a podcast and go to pitch this to their commander have to come from it from maybe not even a public affairs side and may not have the experience to do this. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that then? What mission are you trying to cover? I had someone ask me the other day, like, my unit is pretty, pretty classified. How do I bring a podcast there? And I was stumped on this. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, uh, and I thought about it for two days, honestly. And I couldn't come up with an answer until yesterday. And I was like, well, your unit might have a legacy of doing something. Yes. <clears throat> so, I was thinking that too, history, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And instead of going and reading this story or whatever or making a, a video of footage you may not have, there's something powerful about being able to sit down and listen to a story with the noises going on in the background mm-hmm. and creating that environment for people can really understand what was going on in that person's head in that time. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you have to think outside the box of what you're trying to do with this podcast. Because mm-hmm. to me, I would listen to that way more than I would ever read a long like book on something. Yeah, 100%. And you know, it's, um, it's interesting that you said that because I think I think for the listeners, we should talk for a second about the different types of podcasts. So yes. like what we're doing right now is conversational. We're talking about it. Um, and we are experts in our field who are imparting our wisdom and knowledge. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but there are podcasts where you do. Um, you can you can kind of create it like a radio program or a radio play where you bring in those textured elements of yeah. layers of sound. And, you know, if you're talking about somebody sneaking down and the, the door creaking, you can actually add a, yeah, a creaky door, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and those historical stories from, like, an organization that is classified, I'm thinking, like, the NSA, the CIA, like, they probably have some really cool stories that are old enough to be unclassified yeah. that I would love to hear, you know? So you can definitely have a storytelling element. It doesn't just have to be, you know, um, conversational. Or it doesn't have to be educational. It can also be entertaining and still advance the organization's lines of effort. And maybe for an organization that is a secret organization, maybe one of their lines of effort is to have the trust of the people, yeah. right? Well, what better way to get their trust than to tell them some of your successes that you've had in the past, yeah. you know? Yeah, I love it. 
smart person once told me it's not the facts, it's the story that people buy into. So, and I think that's a great way of doing it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that was one of the hardest things for me to learn as a professional communicator is that facts don't change minds because I love a good fact, Chris. <laughs> um, I'm like, you want to change my mind? It's easy. Show me the facts and I will, I will change my mind. Um, but the majority of the world is not like that. The majority of the world needs a story. Um, they need to to have some kind of connection to it, to, to buy into it and change their minds. So yeah, podcasting is a great tool for that as well. Yeah. I mean, I went into the commander's office and literally talked about, Hey, like, so or podcasting is one of the fastest growing media and podcasting is one of the fastest growing communication methods in the world right now. It's rising in this group, this group, and this group. Mm -hmm. But really, I mean, a lot of it is just going in there and being able to tell a story about, Hey, this is why we need this and putting in that effort and that heart. Mm -hmm. When you tell that story, that's what gets people to pay attention a lot of times. It's yeah, not just absolutely. numbers are great and numbers are great when you're writing an eval, but sometimes you got to put heart into things and that's what really gets people's buy-in. Yeah, definitely. We have the interview method and we have the storytelling method mm -hmm. and one of your favorite, and you've talked about serial earlier on. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's I think <clears throat> referred to as a narrative method. Um, I think serial is, is a hybrid actually, I think between, yeah, narrative and kind of solo scripted because what Sarah Koenig, the, the host um, and creator did, was she had some scripted elements where she would talk about almost like a, like a narrator, you know, like she's mm -hmm. narrating her own events. And then she would cut to like the live. She would go out and, and record when she was interviewing a subject or a witness or even when she and her assistant were like in the car just talking through the case trying to make, you know, so some of it was, was what, what I call like that live audio, that working audio, and some of it was scripted. So Serial was really a unique a unique element, but she, what she did was she took the elements from the ones that she needed to tell the story that she wanted to tell. Yeah. And it worked, obviously. So I thought about this also, the way Serial is set up, because it takes just sound and interviews of other people and merges it all together. And the narrator tells her side of the story, what she thinks on things. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking about this the other day, like imagine instead of for just a change of command, you do photos, but you follow each commander and talk to them as they go through that last month of the process. Yeah. One's getting ready to leave. One's ready to come in and probably take command for the first time. The other one's leaving the unit that they, you know, they made a change to mm -hmm. and talking to different people. And like that product would change that entire change of command to just a, you know, it's just a day where we watch outside and stand and the flag switches hands to a real event, yeah, a real oh, emotional gosh. event. Mm -hmm. You said that, I'm immediately picturing in my head, like, okay, where can I capture some audio? How about the new commander meeting his staff for the first time? Yeah. You, know, you can take your listeners into places where they wouldn't normally get access. And even though it's just audio, and I'm doing air quotes, you can't see it. Um, I can see them. Ivra Glass, who is an NPR god, he said that um, radio is the most visual medium. And what made me think of that now is that if I heard audio of the new commander you know, meeting his staff for the first time, walking into the building, I can picture that in my head immediately. My my brain is filling in the pictures for me of this happening. And you really, I, I don't think I would sit and watch a video of that. I feel like I'd be a little bit <laughs> bored. But the idea of listening to the audio and kind of filling it in it feels exciting to me. And there's no requirement on length either. No. I mean, you should probably stand her 20 minutes for most things. Uh, I think long, long form is great for educational purposes mm -hmm. and trying to teach people things, many things like that. But 20, under 20 minutes is ideal for most podcasts, mm -hmm. especially if you've never done it before. Yeah. So that might be an ideal opportunity to kick off with something is create that just story mm -hmm. of two commanders. Yeah. The story of two commanders. Oh, that sounds, sounds touching. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> <laughs> 
I agree with you though. I think there's something there and what you can do with this and take, and that's all that is, is taking one idea mm-hmm. and transforming it to more of a military aspect. Yeah. So one, when I did the podcast, uh, the podcasting seminar, one of the exercises that we did was we would pull up Spotify or Apple and we'd look at their podcast lists and we'd say, what are the top 10 podcasts currently running? Right. And then what's a way that we could take that podcast and that format and turn it into something that relates to the military. Yeah. Um, and it was surprisingly easy, you know? So I, I would encourage any of your audience to, to, to give it a whirl, look at what's popular right now and see like, how could I turn this into a podcast um, that would advance my units lines of effort? Yeah. There's so many out there that I listen to right now. I could immediately transform into just a more military focused product. One of the podcasts I listen to actually just teaches you why things are the way they are mm-hmm. and, you know, how they are and what to do in these situations. And you could easily do that in the military. Like, why is it this way? Why do we salute with our right hand? Mm-hmm. Why Why does the flag fly the other way on our sleeves? Like, why do all these things happen? And most people don't know. It's just little yeah. fun facts. Yep, absolutely. It kind of runs with like 99% invisible or, you know, the things that we just, we pass, we see every day, we don't think about. But there's so much story and history behind those things. Um, yeah. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, you should make that podcast, Chris. <laughs> I think I got my hands full with one already right now. <laughs> yeah. So another one that I used to listen to was this podcast called Ologies by um, Allie Ward. And what she would do each each episode or each segment, she would talk to an ologist. And by an ologist, I mean like a biologist, an areologist, a you know, zoologist. And she would talk to them about what they do and what it means. And they were there were some really interesting career fields that you didn't even know existed, like Marsologists. I mean, that wasn't the name of it, but there are people who just study Mars, right? And I got to thinking, how many MOSs do we have on any one given base, do you think? I'm going to go somewhere between one and a lot. Yes. (laughs) I think you're closer to the a lot side of it. Um, And they're ones that we don't even think about, right? A lot of us get very siloed in our military occupational specialty or your career field. So I could tell you all about all the many different PA MOSs. Um, but if you start talking to me about mechanics, I'd be like, okay, uh, it's a mechanic. Well, did you know that there are light wheel mechanics, heavy wheel mechanics, jet mechanics, like all these different yeah. ones? And I wouldn't know that. So so I was thinking, oh, somebody should do an ologies, but every episode introduce a different MOS and talk about what they do and what it's like and what their training is and all that kind of stuff and how they help the mission, right? Yeah. So yeah, there's there's just a million a million ways that you could spin this. For a recruiting or like recruits oh, yeah. would love to listen to that. I wanna know like for the fact I'll be honest, when I came into the military, I became I went as an intelligence initially and one day I was walking by a board and I seen broadcaster and I called the career counselor a liar. <laughs> I was like, That's not a real job. He's like, Yes it is. I was like, How many people have you put through? He's like, None. I was like, It's not real. And I was like, Can I try? He's like, Sure. <laughs> and I'm making a podcast now. Yeah, look at that. So, but even the idea of having that out there, and because people don't know about it a lot mm-hmm. of the times, and I mean, we have things in the army like the old guard, and the Air Force has, I mean, PJs, and the Marines have things. I have no clue what the Marines have. They have infantry. I think. Yeah, 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 fighters. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> and the Navy have cool jobs too. I mean, they train yeah. dolphins. Yeah. Yes. I want to talk to that guy who trains the dolphins, right? please. That's amazing. And sea turtles with cameras on their shells. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're they, cool. They train, like, they train, uh, you know, they train starfish how to knife fight and stuff like that, too. <laughs> this is why we need this podcast, because we have really no clue what these people do. No, we really don't. <laughs> so anyone out there looking to make a podcast, this is the way to do it right now. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what, exactly it. And, I mean... And even if you don't want to do this, you don't want to talk to people, you don't want to script your own thing, 
you can be someone completely else and just tell a story with an audio drama. You can mm -hmm. read a book and just like I read to my kids at night with books, change my voice to the princess, save me, <laughs> to the big bad villain, save, I'm going to get you like, you can do an entire thing like that. You can mm -hmm. convert that in the military too. Yeah. I mean. Could you imagine reading like a field manual with all the different voices? <laughs> this is how you fix a Humvee. Hmm. Brought to you by the Army, your number one source of hydration. There you go. That's not how that works. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to listen to a level 10 task uh, guide. But yes, I completely agree with you, even no, no matter what kind of voice they put on it. But there's all these different ways you can interview. You can just talk by yourself. Mm -hmm. You can create a news story. You can, I mean, tell a story, make a story, sound, and throw all these effects in there. And these are all just a tool of just another tool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think moving forward with that, I, I think when you go to your commander and you say the, all this stuff, and it's great. That's great. You have all these ideas, but you have to know what's ahead of you, though, mm -hmm. before you go with this. Because I will tell you right now, just because it's easier than doing a video or going out all day and taking photos in a lot of cases, because, I mean, that's hard. But I will tell you right now to get people to talk to sometimes, to mm -hmm. edit an episode, to find time in your day to create this. And you have to do marketing and you have to do research on marketing and social media. And you have to create a logo for it. And there's a lot that goes involved. So regardless of how easy you think it is, you still have to put your nose to the grindstone sometimes and you just have to slog through it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's we see a lot of people with a lot of enthusiasm at the beginning coming up with ideas for a podcast and they're like, oh, we're going to have this person on and we're going to do this and that and it's great. And then it starts to die out once they realize the amount of work that goes into it. Um, you know, one of the one of the good things about military public affairs shops is that you're probably already have all of the resources that you need. You're probably going to have at least a field recorder and a microphone. You're probably yeah. going to have, um, you know, the ability to, uh, to edit you know, audio, uh, whether it's like Adobe Premiere or, you know. Audacity. Audacity. Uh, do people still use Avid? I don't know. <laughs> but you, you have all this software already um, that your shop uses for communication. Um, and you might have a graphic designer on staff who can come up with a logo for you. Um, you know, so you, I feel like military PA folks are in the best position to be able to start a podcast than anybody else in the military right now, for yeah. the most part. But I think the big thing, you have to be ready for that grind. Yeah. Because it's all, I mean, it's sunshine and rainbows in the beginning, but when you're going through and realizing you have to reshoot an episode or try to get someone on who's canceled like six times or yep. you just can't get those right sound effects or you have to pay for sound effects because mm -hmm. you can't make them. Well, and, you know, um, if you develop a following, if you are successful, then guess what? You now have a commitment to putting out a podcast on a very regular basis. Because one of the things that I've learned in my research is that um, podcast fans are consistent, but they demand consistency from you as well. So if you normally put out a podcast um, every other Wednesday at 4 o'clock, then guess what? You better have a podcast ready to go every other Wednesday at 4. And that can – I've seen people cut it really close or even – be late because um, things fell through. A guest didn't show up, and now they're stuck without having a podcast. So, yeah, so, be ready. Yeah, and what are some? I know you and I have talked about this. Um, what's the biggest way you can combat that? I mean, doing all these episodes prior to even releasing what you're doing. Yeah. So at least having a pilot, five episodes, something like that, mm -hmm. for you can go forward and have just focus on the marketing side or whatever else you want to do and that feedback side or if get comments and reply on that you I mean you got to create that base of people who are listening. Yep. 
and I always pitch it like, hey, you have to have CNC and not R and R. CNC is content and consistent. Mm. R and R is rare and random. Oh yeah. So CNC is way better than R and R in this scenario. <laughs> you, you have to have that. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. And I think you know that's that takes a lot of pressure off if you do have all of those episodes in the bank before you start. And that's the hard part because you're so excited about it. You want to release it as soon as you do one, but to have to sit on it till you can, you know, do your whole season and then, then launch it. I mean, some of that, that excitement might wear off a little bit and it's hard to, to stay, you know, to put your nose to the grindstone and, and slog through it, but you have to. Once you're grinding and you hit that hard part, you've already done a lot of the hard part though. Keep going through it and at least follow through until your first season at least. Yeah. Because you may not get 100,000 listeners. You may not get as many as you think, but you're immediately getting more than what you would think you would have. And I think that's a big part of it. You have to keep pushing, keep making sure that you're at least having a final product. You wouldn't go halfway through a video and be like, this is hard. I'm not doing this. Right. Yeah. Make the final product. And it is a little bit harder with podcasting too, especially if it's your own initiative, because like you said, you wouldn't do half a video and give up because it's hard because somebody has assigned you that video. Somebody told you, make this video. You don't have a choice, right? With the podcast, if it's your own initiative, then it's a lot easier to give up on it because nobody's expecting anything from you. So yeah, yeah you definitely have to have that that dedication. Yeah. But I think it's why it's important you have that initial goal. Like, I'm going to make five episodes initially and see what happens. Yeah. I think, um, can we talk a little bit about expectations, speaking of that, and success and what that looks like for you? I think that's a perfect segue. I think we should talk about that because yeah. a lot of people have these expectations going into this, what it's going to be, and that's not the case. Yeah, I think a lot of people come into podcasting thinking that they are going to have a viral hit. You know, everybody's yeah. going to download this and listen to it. And as much as I would love to think that having me on the show would make this a viral episode, um, I can think of probably realistically four people <laughs> that I know that would be like, oh, let me listen to Steph talk about podcasting again. Um, so you really have to adjust going into it what success looks like for you. And if you are in an organization, let's say you're at a headquarters company, and you have, um, you know, I don't know, a thousand people in your battalion. That's a big company. Well, uh, well battalion, my yeah. bad. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can't expect 30,000 people to listen to your podcast where your target audience is maybe a thousand people. Yeah. Right? So you have to readjust what you think success looks like. And even then, I, you know, if I had a thousand people and let's say my commander was going to give a speech at a podium on a field and we had 300 people show up, I would be like, oh, great success, sir. We did this, you know, this wonderful speech to 300 people. So if I have a thousand people in my organization and 300 of them listen to my podcast, like I'm not sad about that, right? No. That's that's successful. So you really have to adjust your adjust your standards and adjust what you think success looks like and really just do your research, like going back to that research, right? Mm -hmm. And and kind of defining up front what success looks like for you. Yeah. And starting with your audience, what what number am I honestly looking for yeah. to start with? Is that success to me? I mean, if I have, you know, if I get 300 people to listen, that's great. But if those 300 people are all like leaders in their shops and leaders all over the base or whatever it may be, they'll push the information downwards too. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, you have to look not only for your reach and who's listening, but the tangibles that came out of it. And I think that's the other big part. It's not the numbers. It's the what action happened because I did this. Yes. So in the public affairs world, we call those key performance indicators. Mm. <clears throat> and it's funny because in, in the public affairs world, when you're when you're looking at something like social media or whatever, um, we call straight numbers how many listened, how many liked. Those are vanity metrics. Yes. Because um, they make you feel really good, right? Like, oh, I got 10,000 people listening. But it doesn't actually reflect 
the impact that that podcast or the impact that that communication had. So we're looking for those key performance indicators, which would be, um, you know, for, for us today, we're talking about podcasting. So we might have 10,000 listens to this podcast, but if zero of those people attempt to start a podcast, have we really done a good job? No. No, we haven't. But let's say only 100 people listen. But of those 190 try a podcast, like that's a pretty – flipping big success for us, right? Exactly. So you really have to think about it in those kinds of metrics. Yeah, even if those people don't make a podcast, they go on to teach people how to make a po- right, podcast. Right, or, or suggest it to somebody else. That's that's come, a big deal to me, right Come there. up with an idea and hand it off to somebody, you yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, though, either. Yeah. It's, it's where to know get information for. Yep. I mean, if you're looking for information right now, you can go onto the Denfos Pavilion. You can type in Denfos Pavilion. I'm not joking about this on Google. And it'll bring it right up. And there's a whole slew of podcasting information on there. Courtesy of uh, Chris Diamond. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Some of it. I, I helped a little bit. Anyways. You were, uh, you've, you've really been the driving force behind all the Dinfos podcasting. So I applaud you for that. Well, I appreciate it, but I can't take all the credit on this. I have a great team. Anyways. <laughs> Spoken like a true public affairs professional. Even if no one does decide to make a podcast and now they know that information where they can go to even get more resources to make a DOD, military, whatever our partners may be, that podcast, that's huge. And you know what? That might be another KPIs. Look at traffic to the podcasting, you know, uh, objects on Pavilion. That would be a measure of success as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I like the way you think. So I I think that's a big deal. And I mean, once you figure out that, then, I mean, at that point, you already have your pitch, your research, you're all done. You're grinding to make your episodes. You're still understanding what your goal is. And now you just have to go into more of the things you really have to pay attention to. And, I mean, you have to look into ethics of things, copyrights of these episodes. Can I say this? Can I say that? Am I following the mission? Like, you can't just go on there and down your unit or go on a political rant or play music because you like it because immediately – your podcast is gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We should definitely talk about copyright. That's one thing I see a lot of in the military, especially with um, in the Army. We call them HUA videos, right? HUA. Spirit videos. Um, you know, you get some cool footage of your unit doing a thing and somebody splices it together with a popular song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is uh, unfortunately very much illegal for us yes. to do. I mean, we do it, but we're not putting it out there on the airwaves for everyone to see. However, with the podcast, like you said, um, what happens if I post a podcast that has copyrighted materials on it? Gone. Pulled. Mm-hmm. Copyright infringement. Yeah. And so like, um, oh, so this is a great place to talk about actually. Um, Divids actually hosts all of our podcasts. Oh, good call. Yeah, we should talk about this. But people search for those podcasts through things like Apple, Google, um, Spotify, any podcatcher. And so it's those podcatchers that will pull your content if they recognize that you have copyrighted material. Yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, you can't – I mean, a while back, I remember – I don't remember what military it was, but they used a Rush soundtrack. Um, I don't remember what the song was, but Uh Rush – and they used it about bombings and stuff like that. Rush is very, very anti-war. Yeah. And they immediately dropped a huge lawsuit on them. And it was a big deal. I think it was the Air Force, actually, that did Oof. it. I'm not sure mm-hmm. on the details. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal. So you just can't just drop any kind of music you want at any time you want because, mm-hmm. hey, you might. that's not a good time for anyone. I'll tell you that right now. So where, as a former broadcaster, um, are there resources where you can find music that you can use for free? Yeah, you, I, I'm not going to put any out on here today, but sure. there's a lot of royalty-free music, and that's the big thing. You're looking for royalty-free music. 
generally don't pay for it. You can't yeah. pay for anything. That's one of the big things unless your organization is paying for it. Mm-hmm. But if you can find royalty stuff, there's sometimes requirements for it. Sometimes there isn't, mm-hmm. but you have to pay attention to that. And it works the same way for sound effects and anything you're looking for that's not your own voice. Mm-hmm. But by all means, go create your own stuff. Go mm-hmm. If if you have a guitar and you know how to make something, do that. If you need sound effects for something, go get your microphone and go do that. Yeah. That is the easiest, most controlled way because you did that and it's nobody else's. Yeah, absolutely. So basically what I'm hearing is you should probably brush up on copyright law before you add any sound effects or music to your podcast. That's definitely a later oh. episode <laughs> for this. I will tell you that right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the big things you have to. And I think, I mean, the more research you do in the podcasting, it's great if you listen to this podcast and you go and try to make one. But you should, by all means, go on to Denfos Pavilion and look on that. So, you know, um, it's funny you mentioned resources because podcasting has taken off so much in the last 10 years that there are so many resources out there. Um, I think for podcasters who are just getting started, if you listen to some of the older podcasts, um, they're a little bit rocky. You know, Uh, they rely heavily on the content and the story because the audio was not necessarily always good. Um, But now... I mean, there is really, with so many free resources out there, there's really no reason why any new podcast should uh, not pass muster, you know, as far as the basic requirements or the basic standards of, of good audio, because it's just, it's there, you know, it's free. And like you said, we have it. Dinfos is offering it on Pavilion. So, um, yeah, take advantage. Yeah, I mean, that's the number one nail in a coffin a lot of times. Anytime you listen to a video or listen to anything, if there's bad audio, you're not going to continue listening to it. Yep. If I sat here the entire time and you heard in the background, <laughs> you're not going to continue listening. That's no. just silly. Yeah. I'm going to start using that word more often. That's silly. That's silly. I like it. That's aggressive, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I can actually tell you this is um, – <clears throat> uh, I saw a study that talked about that. And they said that if when they took two control groups and they showed them um, a video clip that had video and audio, and in one of them they blurred the video so it was like fuzzy, but the audio was crisp, and the people stayed and watched the entire video. The second one, they the video was crisp, but they made the audio – inaudible and sometimes and it was kind of fuzzy and scratchy and people were more likely to turn off the video if they could see it but couldn't hear it versus if they could hear it but not see it so really audio is what drives story is what i think we're we're getting at that checks out yeah i mean all audio it's not just what you're saying it's the sound effects yeah. you put into it everything yep um i feel like this podcast needs more sound effects chris <laughs> i don't want to put in more sound effects i'll be scared to do that <laughs> I would put in the wrong sound effects and it wouldn't make any sense. So like randomly through, you'd hear like a Jaguar and <laughs> like a, a car go by, a telephone ring, random stuff like that. So, I mean, make sure you're putting in the right sound effects and yes. right music too. Make sure yeah. it goes with it. Everything should have a reason. It's like, yeah. The other day I was actually listening to uh, Mr. Beast. I don't know if you know him or not. So he's so. very, very prominent YouTuber and he's getting into podcasting now. Okay. He's probably one of the most prominent YouTubers I can think of, honestly. Does all these huge multi-million dollar projects on YouTube. And he recently got into podcasting and he was explaining it and he goes, yeah, you know, like it's great that I have those YouTube, the YouTube channel out there and people love that. But when it comes to, you know, branding, like people can literally pull my voice now Mm -hmm. and put it on anything. Mm -hmm. And from a military aspect there, I think that's almost specifically for B-roll. So if you get a good interview that, you know, necessarily isn't just for video and because that's what it's been used for in the past is mainly for video get a good interview, you get a good soundbite, you get a good story, you can just put the audio up now and people can put it anywhere they want and use it as that B-roll to pull from. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think it's a really, really effective way to not only expand whatever product you make, but your story, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So it goes into the marketing side of things. And I mean, we won't really touch on marketing today. That's a whole different beast, but 
Denfos Pavilion has all the information you need. And if you want more, if you're like, you know what, I just can't get my podcast fix, you can request the Denfos MTT, the mobile training team, and we will look into ways to make an entire curriculum for your unit. Mm -hmm. You can ask for a digital one. In some cases, we can go and visit your unit and see what we can do, help you set up your equipment, whatever it may be. We see what we can do. Our goal here is to educate. Yeah, I personally have uh, talked to at least two different organizations that heard about my seminar and said, hey, we have a podcast. We're trying to get you know, better, what can we do? And we had, you know, hour long phone calls just going through um, troubleshooting, going over the basics and trying to find ways to do it. And and guess what? It's all for free. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, what's great about being here at, at Dinfos, and you, you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, the Dinfos way, um, Dinfos really is dedicated to training military communicators and sustaining military communicators. That's the other part of it, right? We don't just want to train you and send you out the door. We want to keep you coming back. We want to keep, you know, equipping you for with the materials that you need to be a good military communicator. Um, and so Dinfos has always been very receptive to um, the newest I don't want to say trends because trends sounds a little bit like a flash in the pan, but the newest um, technologies, technologies or media, the way people are consuming media um, and the fact that we are here, you know, on on our duty day <laughs> and, you know, um, getting able to do this podcast to help other people start to consider it as an option. Um, that to me is the Dinfos way is constantly moving forward, constantly innovating, seeing what's new and then being able to push that information out to military communicators to sustain the force, to keep us relevant, to keep us talking to the right people. You know, we talk about, um, I would say in in the non-PA world, in the operational military, we talk about effects on target, right? Yeah. People are starting to think of information as more of a kinetic win now and how information can influence a kinetic win. And I really think that podcasting is one excellent tool to be able to do that. You know, I really like the fact that you went into explaining what the Denfos way meant to you. I think I'm going to start incorporating that in every episode from here on out. I love it. Asking every person what the Denfos way means to them because it means something different to everybody. Yeah. And that's why we named the podcast the way we did. We know. We're not ignorant to the fact. We know what the Denfos way is. You get to the field and they say, don't do it the Denfos way. We're going to do it this way. Right. But time is going on now where it's third and fourth order effects where you're learning something through a method, through a method, and a method. And you can't even pull what the original method was anymore besides what you were taught. Mm-hmm. And is that the right way? Is that the wrong way? Can you have any, do you have any proof to show that? And so I think that's what it is. We have to get back to the Denfos way, what the services want, what the Denfos, what the Denfos, mm-hmm. what Denfos teaches and understand that as the base level and go from there. Because as long as we can go back to the fundamentals of things, yeah, grab those fundamentals, no matter what change happens in the future, as long as you have those fundamentals, you generally know how to shift and adjust fire. Ex- Sorry for the military reference there. <laughs> I mean, this is a military podcast, yeah, technically. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Adjust your methods of doing things. Mm-hmm. So as long as you're doing that research, engaging, looking who your audience is, understanding like we have divots, we have these kind of things, we can always have that just general base to go forward. And I think that's a huge thing. So in the past, I know, I know, I've heard the Denfos way a million times in the field. That's the Denfos way. We do it this way. <laughs> I want to bring the Denfos way to be the right way and the base yes, way. Same, same. And 
I think that's through change. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, you know, um, things like this podcast, I know I've, I've seen your list of future episodes mm-hmm. and, um, you know, letting people who are, who, who maybe came through Dinfos 10 years ago or, you know, um, reminding them that this is what we're teaching nowadays. This is the Dinfos way, um, kind of helps normalize that. And for them to see that like, Oh, those folks at Dinfos, they know what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, um, you mentioned, being able to adjust fire. And so I am curious, what do you do if your podcast just doesn't take off? What would you do? I'd keep pushing. Yeah. Personally, I, I want to see, you know, sometimes it may take more than one and it depends how bad I fail and what I fail at, what it may be. But I, the big thing is I'm going to go back through and re-listen to my episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back through and see what I need to adjust, ask people and get the listeners, ask what they thought of it yeah, and adjust what based on what they said, how I can make it better. And, you know, sometimes that's what you need to do. But if you keep failing and it's just not picking up what you thought it was or whatever it may be, I mean, there's times you understand you have to let go. Yeah, It's not the method. Look mm-hmm. for something else. Yep. But I really think that's on the person doing the podcast. Is the effort that they're putting into it worth it anymore? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it may take a little bit longer. Other times, if you're just not getting what you expect... Sometimes it's time to let go, and that's the hardest thing we do sometimes with mm-hmm. a project. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I think it all goes back to that research, right? <laughs> research, research, research. Research. We're going to hear it. We're probably say that a million more times uh, every time you listen to this, uh, this podcast. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's great. Steph, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Chris. This is fun. I love talking about podcasting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. And I can't wait to log into Divids in a couple months and see all the brand new uh, military podcast that came about from all you listeners. Inspiring. That's what this is. <laughs> all right, Steph. Thanks for coming today. Thanks, Chris. All right. Bye.